back in the days when I used a phone, which is 15 years ago, I used to always want an, what I would call an auto slap button where I could just push a button and a little hand would come out on the other person's phone and slap them in the face. But that never came into being, so, oh, well. Fortunately, you and I don't have to speak on the phone anymore. Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchek, James Kernan, Amy Luby, and Carl Palachuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts technology community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. So today, it sounds like I'm joined by just one Amy, Amy Babinchek. Welcome back from the UK. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. So we'll start with how was England? Um, England was um, January. (laughs) Last week, you may not have heard it, but last week I said, if these people really loved you, they'd have gotten married in August. Yeah, no kidding. Um, (laughs) Well, uh, you know, I expected the weather I had. So it was um, USA terms. It was like between 40 and 50, sun in the morning and drizzly rain in the afternoon, fairly predictably. So, um, you know, we were appropriately dressed and we did indoor things. So it was all, it was all good. So, well, and you had, it looked like you had a great time. So I did have a great time. And, you know, I, I attended a tech event too. Yeah. Phelan Rowe, he does, he's with CTG Intelligence, and he also puts on a lot of events. And so he does managed security services events. Right. And um, he does them here in the U.S. and he does them in U.K. and a couple other European countries. Um, And uh, I think his next one's coming up is like in Phoenix or something. But MSPs are welcome. So there's a lot of good MSP content as well as security content at all of his events. So I had, uh, I hadn't seen him in a couple of years. So, you know, since I'm going across the pond, I message him and say, hey, I'm going to be in town. And then he messaged a whole lot of other people who messaged a whole lot of other people and about 25 people showed up at a pub nice. and um, we had a great time. You know, it's funny. I wish we had more pubs in the U.S. Me too. I just, I like the idea of just in my neighborhood, I walk three blocks and there's a pub and, uh, you know, people are there at, at two in the afternoon because they want to go and, and, and get a beer before they all gather for dinner. And then they're, they're off on their way. And it also makes it very easy in the UK to just get 25 people together. <laughs> just say, hey, you know, as long as you're going to have a beer in the afternoon, you might as well join me. Right. Yeah. We did it from 3.30 to 5.30. So, you know, people just left work early and came over. It was, it was, it was pretty great. I too wish we had more pubs. You know, we have microbrews, but they're not the same thing. Right. Well, and taverns, but even that, I don't know, it is not the same thing. It is not exactly the same thing. You know, like the place we had, it was called the George and I don't think they served any food there. Um, It was just a small little hole of a place. I mean, it was nice, but I mean, it was not large. We took up the majority of the space and, um, you know, there, and other people wandered in and out and had their beers and it was, it's good. It's a social thing that just doesn't exist here. Well, I, I would, it's it's the only thing I would, that would make me think about living in England. Um, but I would only live there one month out of the year and that month would be August. So 
<laughs> Nobody would be there but you because it's vacation yeah. month. I don't even mind the 40 <laughs> or 50. That's not horrible when the wind isn't blowing. Um, but the, the drizzly rain every day, you know, I might as well be in Seattle. So yeah, the dampness is uh it's a little tough. I agree. Well, and in some places like Manchester, they are real big on standing outside when it's cold, just I guess to prove to Americans that they can do it. So they you know, it, it'll be right around freezing and they, you know, they've got that little fence outside the front door of the pub. So they're all standing inside the fence, but outside the pub. So this is where Canadians originate from. Yes, I think they all came went from. over and, and created Canada because, you know, Canadians, if it's above zero, they wear shorts. Right? Right. <laughs> I've got a friend, actually, I was I was at a Taco Tuesday thing a few days ago, and I've got a friend who only wears shorts. And so they're planning to go to uh, the UK next month. And I said, hey, are you gonna wear shorts? And he said, I'm going to try to wear shorts every day. Uh, I've been told it might be difficult. And I said, well, you know, they, they actually like you to dress like a grown up sometimes when you go into museums and things too, so. <laughs> right, that's one of the things that we did. We went to a couple of museums. We saw a couple of uh, musicals and just had a wonderful indoor time. Every client needs cyber protection, but that doesn't mean service providers have to deploy a jumbled patchwork of solutions to get it done. Modern protection starts with Acronis Cyber Protect Cloud. Acronis combines backup, anti-malware, endpoint protection, management, and robust ransomware defense, all from a single console. That's why successful MSPs use Acronis to generate more recurring revenue and reduce churn. It's easy to get started at acronis.com. This is Carl, and I'm joined for five minutes with a smart guy. And today, the smart guy is Dave Seibert. Welcome, sir. Howdy, howdy. How do you describe yourself in the community? I have not a clue. Bon you know, I, uh, uh, it's funny, I haven't really thought about it, but I'd say I'm passionate about our industry. Um, that's, that's what I do. It's what I love to do. Uh, I get frustrated like everybody else when things aren't right or, or things should be changed and nobody's changing it. So I try to get involved in a way that makes it better for everybody uh, tomorrow than it was today. And uh, I like to think that some days I'm actually successful at doing that. And, uh, and other days, not so much, but I, I sure try. And that's my passion. And that's what I enjoy doing. And I think we have one of the best, awesome uh, uh, channels and communities out there. I appreciate that. And uh, tell us about TechFest. So it I, seems odd to me that people would not know about TechFest, but you know me. Don't assume that people know about you because hey, they I, I still remember when when Carl, you came up on my stage and I'm like, everybody knows Carl and and they should. And, and of course, you know, Carl politely said, Dave, not everybody knows me. And 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 likewise, Carl, not everybody knows SMB Tech Fest. Right. So so thanks for that. But uh believe it or not, we're on show number 47. So it's it's been a good Wow, so that's years. over 10 years. That's 12 years. Oh, yeah, more than 10 years. And uh, it's a quarterly show because uh, the industry technology changes faster than just once a year. So I have a, 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 a challenge uh, with annual one-time-a-year events because if that's all you attend, then your knowledge is not really staying 
uh, current where it needs to be because our industry changes faster than that. So uh, quarterly seems like a great cadence. Uh, have a two-day show. Um, you know, we we average a few hundred uh, attendees, MSP solution provider, security cloud, uh, you know, the mix. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, 45 plus uh, vendor sponsors of leading technology that you should be learning about. Speakers, panels, I'm a big panels fan. Uh, I love to bring in MVPs, uh, security experts, um, all kinds of, of panels, sales panels, marketing panels, operations. So I like that because I think we learn from people that that they're successful in their own way, especially in, in, in specific categories, and let them share and help the rest of us learn what they know. So big fan of, of panels. And uh, the event is uh, strategically in Southern California, sunny Southern California. Exactly. And, uh, you know, you'll find that a lot of events make their way to California. Uh, believe it or not, this year we became the fourth largest uh, in GDP on the planet, uh, Southern California. So amazing as, as that is. So uh, it, it's home base and uh, it attracts a lot of partners to it. And I'd love to have you check it out and learn more about it. So you totally skipped. What day is this? February. So Q1 is coming up. Uh, Q1 is next month. It's February 9th and 10th. That's Thursday and Friday. And that allows people to hang around and enjoy Legoland, Disneyland. We're like 15 <laughs> minutes from Disneyland. So, you know, enjoy the area. we got the ocean, uh, lots of sailing and, and different activities. Put your feet, you know, in the ocean, you know, play in the sand. Hey, if so, Disneyland's open, that's all they need. They just that's it. That's so it. it's so it's in uh, at smbtechfest.com. Yes. And uh, so anybody who wants to go should just go sign up. And you said 45-ish vendors. Yep. So are these people that we've actually heard of or who is this? Yeah, so, so uh, you know, we actually have a, uh, you know, I, I handpick. I really do. I'm, I'm after vendors that make an impact difference on, on, on your business to, to grow it, really. And uh, so Microsoft is, is a longtime uh, sponsor. Uh, Datto in the form of, of Kaseya, uh, new Kaseya, however you want to phrase that, will be there. And um, uh, Pax8 will be there. Uh, I get uh, Google Enterprise. I get Android Enterprise. Uh, so I, I have a lot of the, the names that, that you might be from Dell. Uh, so uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the, the the names that you know, and uh, maybe a few that you don't know that you should know. <laughs> well, I have to say, uh, you have often asked me to speak there on topics that I think of like, wait, I'm not sure how well that's going to go over, and they've gone over really well. And so I don't know how you do it, but you always seem to come up with new ideas and new approaches rather than just, you know, regurgitating the same things that are at every other show. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of my one of my things is I'm involved in a lot of the forums, communities, groups, and I listen to what the talk is. I listen to, uh, you know, what what's happening that are impacting partners and what is it, what answers are they looking for? And then I normally kind of uh, uh, carve the the topics and the panels around those kind of topics that's, you know, that that's impacting everybody 
And then I bring in people that that have answers uh, to help everybody out and grow. And that's kind of, I think, part of that secret sauce uh, that makes it makes it good and attractive. Very and, good. Uh, so, and I'll share with everybody too. You 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 shared out the address, but uh, you got an awesome audience, and and I'll extend to your audience the ability to to register for free to the show. And the way they can do that is, is that when they go to the address you said, you know, smbtechfest.com, just go to slash go slash Carl. And uh, when, when you do that, uh, I'll let you register for the show and uh, send that to the audience. Very good. Well, thank you, sir. And that's February 9th and 10th in SoCal. And uh, stay for the weekend. Now, you promised sunshine so that we can hold you to that. Absolutely. 100% guaranteed. Just like the news anchors. You got it. I was just, so, you, sure. you, you know, that's the movie uh, L.A. Story where, where he, he predicts the weather, he pre-records the weather, and then he goes on vacation and it rains. <laughs> yep. So, hey, uh, yes, sunshine. It's got to be. All right. As long as you pre-recorded the weather, we'll make sure Disney comes through for us. Yep. Very good. Thank you, sir. And we shall have you back. I appreciate it. Thanks. News. One bit of news. Microsoft laying off 10,000 people. Does this matter to us? Nope. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Why do you think? <laughs> uh, we're seeing all these big tech firms lay off people. And the fact of the matter is, when the pandemic was on, they went on a hiring spree. And they knew it was going to be temporary. And now they're just sort of right-sizing back again. And I don't think it matters at all to the normal SMB person out there that Microsoft laid off people. And the economy is doing this weird thing. We're getting all this news. Like if you go on LinkedIn every day, it's all about tech layoff, tech layoff, tech layoff. But then you look at the nationwide stats and we're actually adding jobs, not losing jobs. Exactly. Well, in the ADP report, which I talked about in my State of the Nation address, all of the job losses are at companies with 500 or more employees, like literally all of them. So that's why there's these reports of 10,000, 5,000, 1,000, but they're not in SMB, not, not for your clients or for, for IT consultants. No, it, all of those people are getting other jobs immediately for smaller companies. This right. is actually a good thing. Well, one of the things that's happening, and you're going to hear this in the news, probably starting after I say this, but there's a thing called labor hoarding, where some of these companies have been keeping employees that they don't need just to make sure that they have enough employees. And, you know, they watch the news the same as everybody else, and they're freaked out that they're not going to have enough employees. So they just have they have more than they need. And that's not sustainable long-term. Yeah. Well, maybe that will help solve the problem down at our end of the world where everybody is scrambling for employees. Yep. And I'll tell you, it's a, it's a worldwide problem too. It was very interesting because, you know, I've traveled um, in this last three months to, to Australia, New Zealand, and England. And they all have the same exact same issue that we have with shortages of people at the small end of the workforce. Well, and we're also going to see it's going to take some time, but I think we'll we'll see some relief of the upward bound salary requests. You know, there's a limit to how much you can pay somebody in SMB. Uh, when you're Microsoft or Apple, there really isn't a limit <laughs> to what you can pay somebody. 
Yeah, I, I saw too that um, uh, wholesale prices actually went down by half a percent, um, which was completely unexpected. So we're seeing the end of inflation too. And all of these things are going to converge and the world will get better. Yeah, I think it'll be moderate. I, I've said for, I don't know, 20 years, a little inflation is a good thing. And that's what we've had. I mean, big yeah. picture, we've had a little inflation <laughs> and it's probably good for everybody. Tell us about your your growth mastermind group, the peer group that you're putting together. Remind oh yeah, we're getting ready to kick that off. Um, the number one problem that I hear, and I'm sure you do too, from people that own IT firms is, they don't know how to find clients. I can't find enough clients. I'm not growing as fast as I want to, or I hear if I could just get in front of people, I can make the sale, but I don't know how to get in front of them. Um, and so everybody has the same problem. And um, I think I have some good ideas of how to solve that problem because I have done it before, right? I, sat down one day and said, okay, I'm gonna double the size of my, my MSP. And we went from 600 to 1.2 million in about 18 months. And so this time I sat down and said, you know, I think it's time to double the size again. Let's go from 1.5 to three. <clears throat> and, so, and so that's what we're gonna do. And then I thought to myself, well, why not bring a few other people along, right? So uh, everything that I am doing to help my own MSP uh, I will be sharing and I will be teaching methods and how to's and creative and providing materials and really teaching you how to reach your growth goals and what to do, right? To do all the marketing. We're going to get together every month. The first month, we're going to sit down one on one, me and you, and figure out what your, um, what your goal is, right? And I hope it's a big goal. Right, like doubling right. I, the business. Like doubling the business. Yeah, let's make it a big audacious goal because I that's well, that's how I operate. I like to have a big goal that I'm shooting for, right? And it will take a little while to get there. I'm expecting actually it will probably take in the neighborhood of three years to get there because there's no full-time salesperson, there's no part-time salesperson. There's this is an owner-led type sales deal, which is where almost all the you know, MSPs are at. Um, and I actually had one guy contact me. He's joining the group and he has no desire to add any people to his company, but still wants to double the size of his business. And he's like, if this requires salespeople or me to add people, then I'm not interested. I, I want, I want to, you know, I basically want to grow and just be more efficient at what we're doing. Like that is a perfectly legitimate goal. Right. Yeah. That's your personal goal. And, you know, there's nothing in what we're going to talk about that says you got to now you have to go out and hire a bunch of people. Well, it's interesting. The the coaching program that I do, which is I, I only take one or two people a year. Uh, and the reason is that I want them to have, like you say, a big goal. I, I, I don't want somebody who's like, oh, I want to want to fine tune my processes and, you know, get the get the extra three percent like. You can get 3% by just paying attention to it. You know, <laughs> you don't have to have a plan to get 3%, right? But the the big, big picture is I want people to come to me and say, we want to, like you say, double the size of the business or say, you know, I want to get to the point where we are able to be sold for 3 million or whatever it might be. 
there are all kinds of different goals. And what's interesting is I found people who, one, one company, their goal was to be able to shed enough money to fund the owner's uh, private charity organization, right? So it's like, okay, good. <laughs> the, your, your goal doesn't have to be to send your kids to college or retire in the Bahamas. <laughs> it, it can be anything that matters to you. And obviously growth is a piece of whatever it might be. Yeah, absolutely. So everyone should have a goal. However, but you know, but the methods to getting to your goal, whatever your goal is, is actually very similar. The key to it is knowing what the system is and following it every single day, right? Marketing and sales are these weird things. And, and quite honestly, most of what we're gonna talk about is marketing because many people are good at sales and horrible at marketing, right? And right. the marketing is how you get the people coming in the door. Um, and we're gonna do all kinds of things, right? We're gonna, we're gonna earn more money from existing clients. We're going to get referrals from existing clients. We're gonna do outbound marketing. We're gonna do LinkedIn marketing. We're gonna it, we, you know, do all the things um, because when you're an owner-led business and you're doing your own marketing and sales, you can't dedicate full-time work to it, right? right. You, you have to fit it in with what else you're doing. You, it still needs to be a priority, but it's one of your priorities. Would you say and, the, the most common person who would take advantage of this is someone who's already been able to remove themselves from the day-to-day -day, uh, hand on the wrench <laughs> delivering managed services? Um, they're going to have to be able to remove themselves for at least an hour a day and say, I am going to do marketing for an hour a day, right? Because if you don't do that consistency, then you are forever starting from zero. If you do it Monday and then you don't do it again till next Monday, you're still at zero, right? I'm right. at zero, I'm starting. And then a week later, I'm at zero, I'm starting. Because if you don't do it every day, loses its momentum. It just it just doesn't have it. Um, so part of what we're going to do is active. Part of what we're going to do is passive you know, outreach to get people to self-select that they want to do business with you. Right? So so we're going to do we're going to do all the things and make it happen and make it make it rain, as they say. Very good. So on other topics, I am having an online conference in 2023, the SB online conference, and we're, we've started putting up some stuff for that. I, I put together a graphic that asks the very simple question, what happens if we stop doing marketing? And the answer is nothing. Nothing. Yeah, that's an easy one. <laughs> nothing happens if you don't do marketing, so... Uh, anyway, so if folks are interested in the online conference, uh, go to smbonlineconference.com. If you're a member of my community already, don't worry, you get in for free, but everybody else pays. So uh, that's another bonus for being inside that community. On other bits of news, um, are you following the uh, chat GPT stuff? I am following it closely. I, in fact, I um, have used it to generate some of my Mark variations for marketing materials, right? So when you say that, is it titles or is it content or paragraphs? What what are you generating? Paragraph, right? So I've got the so um, so we just held a networking event, 
right? And I needed to put on social media this sort of, you know, 10 versions of come to our networking event. Right. And so it give chat GPT, you know, like three sentences that you wrote yourself and said, you know, uh, please write 10 variations on this. And it does. And they're wonderful. And then you just plug that in for your social media content. Because um, if you don't know, I know you know, but if in the audience you don't know, every time you post to social media, it has to be unique. Otherwise, it kicks it out as, nope, you already posted that, right? right. So um, this is a great way to create that unique content based off of the, your original idea, right? So Otherwise, it was just a bunch of, for me, that saved probably a couple of hours, right? And it spit it out in a few seconds because writing variations on your message is like a tedious task that I'm happy to have the AI do for me. <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, I send notes to my friends and say, hey, I need, I need variations of this, right? Or here's a title. What do you think about this? And I actually did that recently, helping a friend with a book title. And I think that the humans came up with much better titles, but the chat GPT ended up using many of the same words and often in the same order. And so, you know, there is, there's a sense where it gets pretty close, but the, you know, the, the, the little spark, you know, they always do this in the science fiction movies, that little spark where it comes to actual life is not there yet. <laughs> yeah. The, um, the writing is a little flat and um, if you ask it to write paragraphs of things like I've seen people you know oh automate your blog posts I think that's a horrible idea because if you have seen writing by chat uh, GPT that is longer than a paragraph it just starts repeating itself in a in a rather boring way you know it's so I don't think it's ready for that yet but for generating variations on something, it does does a pretty good job. Well, and if you ask somebody to give you, if you ask GPT, chat GPT, to give you, for example, a bio, give me a bio on Amy Babinchek, it would have some factual errors because it's going to go scrape websites. And anytime there's something like, oh, like you, you might have, for example, even ads on your blogs, it's going to read all that, put it all in there, you know, oh, uh, Amy wrote great by choice, you know, or something like that. Uh, so you, I'm going to go do that. See what it thinks my bio is. I'm totally doing that after, right after this. Well, <laughs> you, know, you could do it now and then just scrape it and we'll put it in the show notes, but you know, just be careful because it, it is not perfect. And if you start generating blog posts, letting it generate blog posts that you don't proofread, you might be in serious trouble. Uh, so, and it also, you know, it starts with some warnings. Hey, this may generate some inappropriate stuff. So be careful. It does. And it does claim it's still in beta. So it, it does give you all the warnings, but you know, the news media doesn't pay any attention to that stuff. Right. But you want to make a big deal. Microsoft is investing in this. And we talked a bit about this before we started recording. So <laughs> now we have to say all those things again. Well, yeah, there was a little peek under the covers of how, how the OpenAI, right? OpenAI owns the chat GPT project. And so um, there was an announcement that Microsoft's investing another $10 million in chat GPT. And I was like, 
it piqued my little ears. It was like another $10 billion. So I read the article and they had invested previously $3 billion and now they've added another $10 billion. And then the following day, there was an announcement from Azure that the um, Azure AI service, which has existed for a while now, um, will include chat GPT and a bunch of other similar services. So developers can access it and include it in their development of applications. Um, so we sort of get a glimpse to where this stuff is actually is actually headed. It's interesting to think about different kinds of AI and what the different answers might be. There's a, an odd bit of truth in the world of statistics. If you didn't didn't have anybody write it down, but just asked everybody in a room of say 50 people, what do you think the average income is of people in this room? Or what do you think the average height is of everybody in this room? The more people you have answered that question, the more likely you are to have it actually be correct. Group knowledge is shockingly good, even though individuals can be shockingly stupid. Right? And I wonder if the same is true with AI, that if you ask enough different AI tools from Amazon and Azure and so forth, would the, the mean of their responses be closer to the truth than any one response? It seems likely because they are all being programmed to include and filter based on different criteria, you know, and, and we don't know what that criteria is necessarily. Although, you know, if one of the, one of the caveats of chat GPT is it doesn't know anything after it September of 2021. <laughs> <clears throat> it's one of their disclaimers on the thing when you, when you so do they, it. They so they sort of sealed the input on, in September? Yeah. Yep. They just, because this, it's a beta project, right? So like, and I forget what their start date was, but it's not a very long period of time when they are, have collected the information and said, okay, from here to here, this is the information that chat DPT will work with. It's interesting. I wonder if there's ways to use it for old problems that predate the current database, but you know, once they start adding all, all the data in the history of the world. <laughs> Somebody has to digitize all the data from the history of the world if Mel Brooks hasn't done it yet. We're working on it, so. He's on 2.0, did you see that? Don't know if you know the, the, the old story. Uh, <clears throat> Saturday Night Live used to have an ad. One of you know they do those fake ads. So back when people played records, they had an ad for every song ever recorded. That's right, every <laughs> song ever recorded. And it was very funny back then. And now you're like, oh, you mean Spotify? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, really, man. They used to. They were making fun of those TV commercials where you would get, you know, fifteen album box set of whatever. Right. One penny for 20 albums or whatever. <laughs> Just give us your credit card and sign this uncancelable contract. Right. Yeah, it sounds very familiar, doesn't it? So what's new in, in the UK? What, what kinds of things are the IT people talking about there that they're not talking about here? Oh, uh, you know, I don't think I don't think there's any difference. It's all the same conversations going on everywhere about um, about security, they're a little bit more on the privacy side because they've got 
some new uh, laws that have come down. Um, and actually, a couple people did ask me about the NSITSP. They were aware that, that were aware that I was the president of the organization and were wondering if we were going to be expanding into the UK. And I assured them that we would not be expanding into the UK, but that someone should expand an organization very much like ours into the UK. Right. Well, uh, because they have those same problems that we have and they, oh, however, they're being done to is a little farther along than ours is, so. Uh, yeah, on, they're much further ahead on the <clears throat> privacy side. And our, our problem is more on the regulatory side. Um, but I'd be happy to talk to anybody in the UK. So if you're listening in the UK, um, we'll be happy to show you how we do it and what our organization looks like. And uh, it's, it's on one side, it's sad that we have worked so hard to get this far. But on the other hand, we are now this far. We do have a structure. We do have an organization. We do, you know, we have, we have what we do. And we'll, we'll kind of open source it, I guess, to anybody who's interested, because in the long run, it's all good for the industry as a whole. At least that's that's what we think, or we wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> it, it is, you know, and I told them, you know, we just we just flat out don't have the resources. We, we don't have enough resources for ourselves yet. We would not have the resources to establish, you know, chapters in other countries yet. But it is my hope that maybe we will somewhere down the line and between now and then as these other organizations pop up that we can work together because we have a lot, tremendous amount of common goals. And yes. the, whole, the whole idea too of raising the level of professionalism um, plays really well with them as something that they're very interested in too, you know, and um, just, you know, understanding that other professions have layers of, of professionalism in them where the consumer knows if they're hiring a bookkeeper, an EA, a CPA, a barrister, a lawyer, whatever they call them over there, right? right? There's different levels of professions and we just don't have it. So if a consumer goes to buy IT services, they have zero information about that they can access about who it is that they might, they might be hiring and what their skill sets are. Well, the other thing is a good 20-25% of our industry disappears <laughs> from time to time as there's a, even a minor recession. There's a lot of people who are on the edge and they and they either go get jobs or whatever. And so there's a void that needs to be filled and it's filled by 18, 19, 20-year-olds who, you know, graduate and say, oh, "I wonder what I can do for a living. I think I'll try computers." And so we need to find a visible place for them to say, here's where you start. And we need to, to sort of create pathways for people to get into the industry at a higher level, at a, a more professional level from the get-go. I do want to encourage people to like and subscribe and share. We do have a new rebooted format, and uh, we're going to continue to have lots and lots of fun here. So please share it with your friends and let everybody know that the SMB Community Podcast is rebooted for 2023. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media.
Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.